0: Good day, good day. Jesse McDuel here at the Martial Arts Money. It's January, or sorry, February 5th, 2021. Got some good news to report. Uh, for, so Friday mornings, I just want to tell you guys about my morning routine, okay? You now, with morning routines, you don't want to be... Like, I'll give you a morning routine that I do. Okay, but your but morti- your morning routine for you is going to be different. Okay, so if you resonate with what I'm doing... I you definitely try it for sure, right? And uh, see if it works for you because it definitely works for me. So if you want to learn from a, a real champion, a high-level champion across multiple sports and the leader of the millennials, then, then follow suit. Okay, but now the thing with these morning routines is that people get too mentally anchored, okay? When I show new skills or teach new things... People just like, it's the one thing and the one. There's no one thing. Okay. The only one thing is there's an infinite amount of things. And so when you get mentally anchored on something or a routine or a certain way, you get what's called ivory tower syndrome. And I experienced this about 15 years ago in the public accounting firms. Didn't matter the company. I always liked getting a new file, learning a new company and, uh, because the numbers tell a story, right? I always love learning the intermechanics of people's companies. and But when I create the financial statements, make sure the numbers are absolute spectacular, free from material misstatement. and uh, But after a while, it didn't matter the file that was given to me. The process that I do is the same. So the way you solve numerical problems and put them on a set of financial statements. It's all the same, okay? And then when I say the same, a lot of people contrarians will attack me and say, no, nothing's the same. But what these people are doing is they're talking about Pi. They're talking about 3.14, okay? People talking about Pi, okay? They're not the revenue producers. The only reason why they have a job is because guys like me and all the other dick bangers bring in the money. If you don't have a closer, you don't have a business. Build your business around closers because those guys can bring in the money. And it's taken me a very long time to realize how important a closer is and appreciating and respecting uh, the true craft of a closer including real estate agents. I'm still not too keen on real estate agents. You just, I don't need you to be your charisma on my deal or whatever. You're just in the way, taking money from me as far as I'm concerned, um, real estate agents have saved me some money a couple times, uh, and I've seen a true charismatic touch or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, closing is everything. Now the morning routine. So it's Friday. Okay. And what I do every Friday for as long as I can remember many, many moons is I weigh myself every Friday morning. Okay. Last week. I gained two pounds. Okay, so the week before that, I just paid attention to what I was eating and I lost four pounds. I was like, oh, this is easy. Now, the next week, my eating was actually better. Last week, my eating was better. It was like 90% and I gained two pounds. I was like, what? So what I did was I cut out the bread because the bread no longer serves me because that's my way of how I feel. My spirit tells me I'm cheating. By having bread and butter, okay it's not serving me anymore, and so what I did last week is I switched it up to uh uh to oatmeal in the mornings because you're you need seventy four grams seventy five grams of carbohydrates just for your brain to function a day, and this is before doing deep analytical and technical work that I do for decades so Um, I had, uh, so last week I had oatmeal with my eggs and I had broccoli and spinach. So I was getting two more servings of greens in the morning, plus about a bunch of fruit. Now this week I actually gained a pound and my weight or my eating was a hundred percent. I actually gained a pound. And so what I just did this week and I'm like, Oh man, I just reminding me of my MMA career and people don't even know how hard this is with the dieting nor do they care. They just want to see you go in the ring and just knock someone out and give the blood for the crowd, a bunch of savage losers. Um, shouldn't call them losers, right? But I mean, it is, it's, it's pretty savage. Um, so what I did now was no more carbs. All right, done. No more oatmeal. And so during my MMA camp, so I would have to fort myself, force myself to eat oatmeal because, um, because I need to replenish my glycogen levels especially, uh, especially with the duration of doing anywhere from one to three hours of professional training a day. When you have no glycogen, you have no strength. And I I felt that many times on the mats. So now there's no, uh, oatmeal in the mornings and I'm going to do nothing else, right? Nothing else and see if I lose a pound next week or not. If I gain another pound, well, I'm gonna have to start doing some physical activity, but then I don't really care is the truth. I'm not trying to win a popularity contest. I'm not trying to be a swimsuit model or anything. I did all that already, okay? So if you look at my professional fights and me and my training camp at the age of what, 37? Just an absolute machine, okay? So to become a machine is just a matter of work, physical work, okay? I did that my entire life. Now I'm focused on other stuff like putting money in my bank account and changing people's lives by giving them high income skills on the internet that you're just not going to get anywhere else with the love that you're going to get with me, powerhouse. So I just wanted to update that for the Friday morning and uh, that's the first thing I do. So my whole mind is focused around my health because your health is wealth. You need to be aware. You don't want to be up to, when you get to 23% body fat, now you're obese. Okay, now you got a problem. Now you have to do physical exercise. And so for me, I'd say I'm seven pounds away. If I get to like 198 or 199, I'm going to be 23% body fat. And then... I don't know how, with the percentages, if you're obese, that you get diabetes. I don't know that part, but I do know once you get diabetes, you have a 66% chance of dying from it, yet no one talks about it. Yeah, we got to talk about wearing a face mask and building concentration camps. I have no support from my government about building the world's uh, first digital octagon training facility of high-income skills. <laughs> you know, like, you just scratch your head and whatever, and I'm like, okay... Whatever, I'm just making my plans to leave the country so I pay 0% taxes and can live in freedom in paradise. And this is the new norm, too, by the way. So, this is what's considered offshore tax strategies and ooh, all this stuff. And it's just normal course of business, uh, especially in my industry. And it's been around for a very long time, and this is the future. So, uh, if you can't see these mechanics, uh, you'd. I, encourage you to go on my TikTok under the powerhouse method and find a clip on, uh, what's his name there? The dude. The guy that's talking really logical and stuff like that. He's doing some good things in the world. He's talking about how governments hallow out a metropolitan city. And it's true. And I'm going to be a use case of that. Okay. So... So that what I do with, with my weight, that's why you hop on the scale once a week, is you're self-auditing yourself just like you're going to self-audit your business and your finances, okay? But before you do your finances, you should do a self-audit of your spirit, of you, right? Start with the physical, and then we'll work into the, the mental side of the uh, equation. So now that we got the health out of the way, we figured out what works, what didn't work, what are we going to do differently, Okay. Hopped on the scale, I gained a pound. Obviously, something didn't work last week, right? And what didn't work? What didn't work was that I consumed more calories than I burnt. Fact. Okay? Boolean logic. So now I got to go into a calorie deficit. Which is, this gets hard. It does, okay? And now I want to tell you, if you guys are still with me, I want to tell you a story, okay? And I've told a couple people this, but... They don't really resonate or care. Okay, but this is truth speaking. So when I eventually started uh, kickboxing in uh, doing Muay Thai in Southern Ontario many moons ago, I was 208 pounds. I'm 5'8", powerhouse, you know what I mean? Just an absolute brick wall. And uh, what I realized was all these uh, skinny, lanky guys, they're tuning me uh, because even though I was bigger and stronger and powerful, but I was, I had to carry more weight. I was never slow. I was always explosive, fast. But when you're fighting, endurance conditioning is number one. It's the first C of the champion, right? So you're gonna need just one scary haymaker. <laughs> you know how many guys I fought, and they, were, oh, everyone else was like, oh, this guy's so scary. He, th- just a like, gur, he throws a couple haymakers. I just dodged two, knock them out. I've done that at least 25, 30 times on the street. And I'm not exaggerating, guys. There's like many people that'll back these stories up. So I slowly started uh, chirp, chipping down at my weight over the years. And uh, I was always fighting taller guys, okay? So I'm used to the David Goliath use case scenario is that's the norm for me. I'm actually surprised when I get to fight someone my own height. And uh, so, I, but let's back up here. My second pro fight. Okay. So I was, a, I came out as a 170 year, my first pro fight. I was, I'm a 155 or I always have been, but for my first fight, I didn't want to focus on the weight because the weight is not as important as the heart of a champion and the heart of a fighter. And the spirit that you if you have your heart chakra and your spirit, your confidence that will take you further invest there than focusing on your weight, bro. Now you're talking to a professional athlete, you got an absolute 10 specimen phenom when it comes to athletics. Okay. So if you're not in that category, it's a different conversation. There's a conversation coming from the champion mindset, legit champion. Okay. Not like, Ooh, made up champion like real champion it's a different conversation guys so my first pro fight uh the guy fought he was like three or four inches taller than me 20 pounds heavier and after the fight he's like man you didn't cut any weight for this fight did you he's like i'm like nope i just wanted a proper training camp i want to be 100 percent healthy i don't want to focus on weight and he's like man you're gonna do some good things at 155 and so my second fight for 155 uh, I had to change my structure of my body. Uh, I had to change the genome, the genome. You can't. I don't. You can't really. I don't know if you can change your genome. I don't know. Um. So. I had to lose weight. I had to become a one seventy fighter, down to a one fifty five fighter. Now I've always been an extra medium mesomorph okay what size are you extra medium and people are like what And they're like oh yeah that makes sense so what I had to do to get to 170 to 155 man was pretty insane okay I'm working at least one to three hours a day four to five times a week training plus doing my real estate accounting and my internet company okay and I barely ate food I gotta tell you guys I, I don't want to say I became anorexic but I definitely felt that was near the edge of the line that I was standing on the razor's edge because I wouldn't eat. I would have white fish and broccoli. That's it. That's all I would eat in protein shakes and basically nothing else. I did that for about a year and a half guys, a year and a half. And some people, not really too many people said, but they're like, uh, Oh, you lost muscle. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did lose muscle. Yeah. What's puffy shoulders and a puffy chest going to do for me in the ring? If someone has puffy shoulders and a puffy chest, great. I know as long as the fight keeps going on, the, the advantage turns into my table because your lactic acid is going to build up because you're carrying this excess weight that you don't need while, and pumping, uh, harder to pump blood and oxygen through your body where mine is, is running more like a smooth pipeline with, with flowing oil through it. And that was working on my third, my last pro fight, my third pro fight. That was the exact strategy and it was exactly working. So I, and then, so what today would led me to do this podcast was, um, yeah, because I just know, I already know what has not happened yet in terms of me achieving my goal of becoming 180. Okay. Now this is a vanity metric, guys. Okay, my I want to get to 180 because it's a vanity metric. I think to be honest, at 185, that's uh that's pretty good for 40 years old and uh, being a champion and an absolute machine and leader of the millennials. It's pretty good. I was like 185 in grade 10. So why would I think I'm gonna be any less weight than I was 20x years ago? Like it doesn't make sense that way, but it's kind of that's where you take You aim for the stars, and if you miss, you'll hit the moon kind of thing. So when you make your targets, a 180, okay, well, 180 is not realistic. Okay, 185 is healthy for a 40-year-old man mesomorph. That's really healthy, okay? You're not going to become obese. Your chances of living to 122 years have increased exponentially if you can maintain 185 at 5'8", and you're a mesomorph. And so I know what it's going to take to 180, but is it worth it? Right? This is a vanity metric. My mind is strong as it's ever been. and It's still growing every day. Uh, I prefer knowledge and high income skills and revenue on autopilot before I even get out of bed versus being 180 and look at my bench, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like meathead conversation. I, I was not in the meathead conversation 20 years ago. So there's a fine line between too much brawn and not enough love, okay? So I gotta be honest with so my bros out there, all my meathead bros, you guys, most of you guys have intelligence. And this is one of the paradoxical things. There's one argument that I don't understand because that's not my reality, but there's one argument where you're the workout guy, bro, the gym bro, you're not intelligent. And that is completely false. You find people that take care of their health are actually more intelligent than others or whatever, right? I'm just, we don't get any good dick pissing contest here, guys. All right. But what I do notice, and I notice this across all humanity. So I'm just making a martyr out of the gym bros is the... The heart chakra, me, 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 I, 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 cold, the hardness of hearts. And that's one of the things I'm learning in the Bible uh, recently over the last four months, I'd say. So I'm really, now that I've analyzed everything and I'm coming to where can we get the most gain? Where can I get the most gain in life? And I look at us from a humanitarian perspective and hundred percent, hundred percent, it's more experience with love and I don't mean just loving your kids and loving your wife I mean loving humanity loving your community actually giving a shit about people in your community and doing something local versus taking all the money and going to all these other places and it's you're hollering out your local economy and that's what's happening all over especially in Canada it's happening everywhere in Canada I live in Vancouver it's a little bit different here because there's so much multi-generational wealth and this is an international tourist city So you get a lot of this and the economy is different, right? But if you, but Vancouver is not a replication of the rest of Canada. Toronto is not a replication of the rest of Canada. And uh, I represent all the, you know, the small town city guys or whatever. They got nothing to do. No jobs. The best job they have is something at the paper mill. You know what I mean? Working 20 years like my dad did. I never wanted that. And you don't need to because you have computers now. And you know me, you're listening to this. So if you know me, this or you, you're listening to this, this is your lucky day. I can open up a lot of doors for you and screens to your reality that you don't even know exist. And this is a good thing. And I'm not the only one doing what I'm doing. I'm not the first. I'm not the last. But I definitely am going to love you more than anyone else is going to love you in business. And I'll tell you that for free, son. Make no mistake, the powerhouse method is ruthlessly effective. For $5,000 in a six-month training uh, program, apprenticeship program, you are going to be more employable, more valuable to businesses, and you're going to be in a position to build your own business And have a way higher success rate than anyone who goes into the internet economy another way. At a fraction of the cost of a paper degree. I'd like someone to record this and hold me to that. You see, when you have decades of producing extraordinary results unlimited budget but yet you still find a way and you just keep coming and you just keep coming and you just keep going and that's that's the beat of humanity and that's what we need that's evolution and that's what that's what's going to take us to the next level so Jeff bezos and elon musk they're building the space infrastructure for humanity and i'm going to be the facilitator To give people high-income skills, but you can actually produce revenue, right? Not just theory and making these models. I just find a lot of these computer science programs, you're teaching stuff and you're just reinventing the wheel, right? Like, why are you going to reinvent the wheel when the wheel's been made X thousands years ago? And I'm living proof, you can learn everything on your own, but... I'm not trashing post-secondary education. I'm not trashing anyone. I'm not trying to take down the establishment like GameStop and friends, not what I'm doing. The powerhouse method became uh, to birth out of survival. Survival. Because my 3.0 operation, I let it crumble. It was a house of cards, I let it crumble and I didn't have control of my pipeline. And then we just rebuilt it. And then what I realized is the stuff I'm doing now, I should have been doing eight years ago. So that's what I'm finally getting to. And what's happening is is it's und- I'm it's, um, undiscovering, or I'm discovering, like when, I, when you complete a task in the powerhouse method, you're going to gain new knowledge that you never had. And you're not going to get anywhere else. I mean, you can go do it on your own and be a miser, but I'm not talking to misers. And zero-sum game charlatans. It's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to competent people who understand five thousand dollars for a six-month apprenticeship program, and I'd like to uh, where you're actually going to know how to produce revenue, and you're never going to be sued if you follow these rules. If you follow these principles, there's you don't fail. You just don't. And that's, it's very frustrating for me to see all these people do all these stupid other things and all these people, um, like the nine to fivers, they withhold their love. They withhold their resources and they put it into the stock market and not understanding the ivory tower is done. The stock market golden age is over. I experienced this in 2008 with credit default swaps. When I invested in Blue Note Mining and they over-exceeded everything they said they were going to do. But then Mac, I learned about macroeconomics. Now people are emotional with money. And I always knew people were emotional with money because of an accountant. I'd always have to talk about numbers to people and they just do this like... Other people think reality is better than it is until the accountant comes in and just lays it down there. And they they lash out onto me because they just have somewhere to take it out. But it's like, hey, bitch, I'm not your punching bag, right? I may be the water boy on the sports team right now because my role is to make financial statements, but I'm not your punching bag. And that's what turned me off from the accounting industry. And so I realize now me withholding my skills and not serving businesses and, and stuff like that is selfish and me holding all my martial arts skills to myself, my music skills, my computer skills. Uh, all to myself is selfish. I know that. So now, in the powerhouse method, you get six months of love. And, uh, I have uh, I have a module, okay? Automated reports, your daily reports. The reason why businesses fail and the square root of the conversation as to why the 96% of businesses fail is because they don't know how much money their business made yesterday. It's a question of fact. It's not emotional. And the people I've worked with, like we're talking like big money here, boys, is like they get the egoism going and they're like, oh, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they just eyeball it and wing it until their house of cards fails. And they lose millions of dollars, and I've seen this firsthand. So uh, I'm able to provide this to you. I don't know if I'm going to provide that to you in the powerhouse method or wait till you join the martial arts of money. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, that's totally fine. It's totally normal. So my pitch to you in the powerhouse method is to give you six months of love. You get all the training, everything. You don't have to worry about any other costs. Don't... Stop watching the Gary Vee videos and all this other Elon Musk. Get that stuff out of your brain, okay? It's time to get to work, bitch. And you're not hiring anyone until you produce $250,000 where I can see it under my hands. And you're going to learn so much going through this painful process. And this is why you're going to win business. Because you're willing to go into the pain when most people aren't. And that's just the facts, Now, once you complete the six month program, okay, I got to eat too, guys. Uh, I've spent a lot of years, four years now, giving, 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 love, love, love. And Dan Pena's right love doesn't get the job done. But I just didn't want to leave everyone behind as I continue my rise to power, peace, and freedom. So after the six months training, you're going to have an option, okay? It's your business. It's your career. No one's going to do your work for you. It's not someone else's job to do your work. It's your job to fill your life's purpose, to find your mission, okay? Now, if you want to go on your own, because I'm not for everyone, and nor do I ever try to be. So after six months, you're going to be, you come to a crossroads, So sometimes us Samurai say to one another, or uh, Christians, we say, see you at the next crossroads, friend. We don't know when the next crossroads is going to come, but all roads lead to Rome. Now, you're going to be able to go join the Martial Arts of Money for $180 um, as a white belt, and you'll be granted your white belt. And for the Martial Arts of Money, we're going to do the Jiu-Jitsu ranking system. Uh, We're going to copy that because it works. and I've seen so many people build very profitable martial arts business it's it's been amazing now you can go ronin that's cool part okay because a part of being a samurai is ronin and ronin is a samurai with no master not everyone wants a master some people do some people don't um i enjoy teams because when you're around teams you just everybody gets better it's just the way it is Um, But it's the martial arts of money. It's still everyone else's individual businesses, but this is how you build a community. And people are asking me, well, how do you build a community? And you build it one person at a time and it just takes care of itself. So that's why faith becomes important. When you know what you're doing and you believe in what you're doing, well, you just keep going. Now you're talking to me. I've been doing this for 20 years, this mindset, okay? 20 years. So I really want you to tap into this uh, wisdom bombs I'm throwing at you. And that's basically it. So the software is now open. So I can board people on right now, but I'm not going to because the infrastructure is not complete because I've got one shot at this, right? I got to get three customers myself before I hire anyone else or outsource the sales part of it. And I want to run through my infrastructure i want my infrastructure rock solid before i fire up the machine and this isn't the first time i've done this This is like wave four now i've already uh, been had apprentices and whatever when i went viral on facebook and i still take some on that are living in poverty and whatever but you have to have a computer if you don't have a computer i can't help you not yet not until you get like elon or bezos involved in, in my movement okay um, I can only do so much and I, I am on a razor tight budget but I still produce amazing return on investment and run a really good small but uh, we well, won't say small I'll say modest real estate company and uh, I'm not trying to take over the world so I believe with the mindset you know, some real gold here is no human needs to make more than $20,000 a month consistently. So my philosophy, how I build everything, your mindset is I mold you around a $20,000 a month consistent business in your pocket. Okay. And if you're not happy with that, you have gold fever and you're not a customer of the powerhouse method because you need to sort yourself out. We can work through this, but I'm not your daddy. You know what I mean? And I've already recruited people based on make money, make money, because there's massive amounts of money what I'm, ta- what I'm talking about here. Like infinite money, autopilot money. And so when I recruit people based on making money, they get, they're really fanatical. And they, they're not thinking straight, or they're not willing to change and try new things because they're watching all the Gary V videos. And they're getting into the whole like, you know, swinging their sword everywhere. So, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. But, uh, oh, and then I'll finish this off. So, so yeah, I guess I went on a bit of a side tangent because I, I'm going through pain. That's what I noticed. I, I'll use like a, a podcast or play music or something over the years. And get, I'm way better at it now, but I would do it to avoid the pain. I'm avoiding the pain because I know going on no carbs, bro, is hard. It's really hard. Really hard, especially when you're in an environment where you're the only one taking care of your body. But you choose your heart, right? So it's the thing. Do I want to live to be 122 or do I want to die sooner? We want to live. And what I'm trying to get at from 30 minute podcast here is people are way, you're way consuming we're way over consuming. And there's 25,000 people that are going to die today. Because you're over-consuming. Because I'm over-consuming. Do I need oatmeal? No. I'm still going to survive. I gained a pound this week. That means I consumed too much. That one pound could have went to one of the persons who's going to die today. And maybe that could have saved their life. And if we get everyone and other people start thinking this way and living this way, what will happen is the the production and the way commerce works, it'll go where the need is. So if we in Canada and North America stop over-indulging, there'll be less profits for the grocery stores and whoever in our local area. But do you think the, the local grocery stores are going to go bankrupt and out of business, bro, because we're embracing a minimalist lifestyle? No, definitely not. They're just going to switch the food to Africa. So, people can live there and live longer and and wherever, and and focus on starvation and give the food to other people who actually need it because we're learning as a human humanity to not overconsume. If you're fat and obese, if you're 23% body fat, shame on you. You disgust me. You're fat and you're lazy and you're disgusting. You're taking food from someone else who's gonna die today. Shame on you. And it's not your fault. So I got to do a little bit of tough love and I got to do a bit of like real love. It's not your fault. It really isn't. But if you hear this message and then you continue to be a fat, obese, lazy, taking other people's food, shame on you. Shame on you. And you're the reason why there's problems in this world of people dying from starvation. when we have the medicine. It's called food. That's the superior eating system. So if you want to fix that part of your life, if you're fat and obese and you're listening to this, and every time I say fat and obese, if it's triggering you and you're you're responding, oh, this guy's an asshole. How dare this guy? The reality is you're fat and obese and you want to fix it, but you're too much of a little bitch to do anything about it. And that's why I made the superior eating system. I made this thing up 15 years ago, man. 15 years ago. It's the exact same food that I ate to become a hall of famer with God's grace in a year or two. You eat the food, you do exactly what I say, you're gonna reverse diabetes, you're gonna reverse cancer, you're gonna reverse the aging process, uh, you're gonna become healthier, you're gonna live longer, and that's that. So it's for 180 bucks and I'll give you six months of love and uh, you text me your weight Every Friday, and I log it for you, and you talk to me as much as you want. You can talk to me 24-7. You can take up all my time if you want. And if I don't get back to you right away, well, you just got to hold on and realize you're not the only person here. But I'll give you my phone number. You can call any time, right? And so I'm customer-centric like Jeff Bezos. Um, this is kind of a good thing for me. I didn't know this. I learned this through the formal business experience and then just me as an entrepreneur, but how terrible customer services. I can't tell you the number of times I've been in business and treated like I'm some kind of like criminal or something wrong with me or something. And I call these anti-business guys where I didn't understand 70% of people who go to work are actually unhappy. I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. I had no clue that that was reality. And so now what I realize is these people going to work who are unhappy, who don't like their lives, they take their sad, mad, scared, negative emotions out on you, but you're the guy with the money paying them. And that doesn't add up for me. And there will never be anyone in my organization that does that. If I see someone like that, I will fire them in front of everyone and I'll break one of the rules of how to win friends and influence people, which is praise in public, scold in private. I'm not trying to win... A political contest. I'm not trying to win a popularity contest. I'm trying. I'm I'm here producing results, and I've been producing results for decades. Extraordinary results. And we'll wrap this up here, guys. So, uh, I go in the shower. So I I weigh in, go in the shower. And there's I have a whole section on the shower and meditation that we're not going to get into this because podcast going a little long. Then I make the food. Then I go outside. And I do a, uh, I used to do a lap around the park. So I counted all the steps around the park the perimeter. I call it border control. Okay. So when you're, when you're manifesting, you create a, a square and now your idea, your future reality is in that square and it's in that square. So if it's in the square, you know, you can get it. If you haven't got your desired reality, which is defined in your, in your square, then it's something in your control that you have to change. And that's just part of the process. So what I'm doing now is I go right out to the center of the field because I know exactly where it is. I can go out there right now. I'm going to when I hang up this phone. Um, center field. And I find the X, Y axis and X and Y axis. And uh, make sure I'm in full alignment of the center of the square. And from there, I just let, I give faith. And I think less and I just embrace the energy that comes in for the day and the energy brings you clues, okay? And this is what I talk about Taoism and the Bagua. There's eight trigrams in the Bagua. The Bagua is an octagon. I am an absolute expert in the shape of an octagon. Inside the octagon, that's my conversation, okay? I'm the boss, I don't need GSP to come into the conversation and talk to me about inside the octagon. GSP goes and talks to other people about inside the octagon. I'm here to talk about in the octagon and the tribe that I'm building. Okay, that's what we're doing here. Because I know stuff that you don't. And you know stuff that I don't. But the difference is I could learn the stuff you know And there's a high probability, 99%, 100% chance you're not going to learn what I've learned inside the octagon competing at a professional level. And there's a big difference between an amateur MMA person and a professional. Massive. But there's no money there. So I just want to leave that that with you guys. So hopefully, uh, I like getting out in the morning and uh, getting the fresh air. Because I come in, and then once I come inside, I just work till 12.30, 11.30, and then I pass out out of exhaustion. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, I'm not even going to apologize for my assertive tone. This is what the world needs, and this is why I am the leader of the millennials. And I look forward to getting to meet each and every one of you. And uh, take care. Come here.